Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Sunday day. Hope you didn't mind me. Uh, I always like playing while I'm trying to get everything loaded up for my uh, uh, social media. I have so much to share, uh, so many pages and groups and things like that to get the uh, uh, make sure to, to ensure to get the word out. I always like to play some. Christian music, and that was uh, Dan Peake, All the Lonely People. Uh, he had, uh, uh, there was a secular version of that song, then he became a Christian, he uh, changed those lyrics. You get a chance to sit down and listen to its entirety, and uh, it's uh, it's really good. I, I really always enjoyed that. Again, uh, my father, uh, he always had a very uh, awesome collection of music he liked to listen to, so it had been for him, I probably wouldn't know half of these uh, Christian songs uh, uh, in this uh, in different time periods. And so I'm grateful that he uh, uh, shared uh, some of those things with me and insights on some of these artists and how they come to where they are. And I tell you, I say that uh, all these different artists, where they come to where, they're, where they are at now, where they're, what happened to them, you know, different circumstances. One thing I used to hate that he would do to me all the time, if I was... I don't know, say if I was watching something or, or listening to something and I say, uh, yeah, I can't stand that guy or that woman or something like that. And uh, uh, Dad would look at me and say, well, you know, they, they grew up in poverty-stricken conditions. They overcome polio or they can't, they don't have legs. Or, you know, it was some horrible story. And you know, I'd be like, really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it made me just feel like garbage. And, you know, he thought, I think he thought it was funny, you know, that he would he could tell me just some, some terrible story about somebody. And uh, he's just mean. He's just a mean little man. So, but uh, uh, Robert DeBray said, happy 4th and 5th of July. Happy 4th of July and 5th of July to you, Mr. DeBray. But if you have it with him spitting that on there, uh, watch me spit as I say that. Uh, if you got any prayer requests, uh, be sure to put those in the comments section right here on social media, and that way I can address uh, those concerns. And if I don't get to them in time, hey, we can all come together and, uh, and pray about that. So uh, let's go ahead and look at our Bibles at Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 32. So I'll give you all just a second to turn there. I apologize. I uh, was uh, neglectful to... Uh, uh, normally I try to put up a slide of the verses I'm using and I just didn't even think about it today, so I apologize for that. Uh, Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for, all, for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And as me old Pappy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, uh, don't see any um, prayer concerns uh, on here right now, but I'll say there won't be some here in a little while. Uh, of course, obviously, our, our country's in uh, distress right now, and uh, just uh, people send me a lot of uh, news articles and videos and such. Uh, in fact, there's a armed uh, African-American uh, motorcycle militia went down to uh, Stone Mountain, apparently it was yesterday, if I understand, and uh, was making threatening remarks and uh, 
cause of a big scene, uh, and uh, they actually had video proof of that, so I don't even have to worry about backing that up and trying to uh, see if it was even real. I saw it with my own eyes. But, uh, so, you know, we got a lot of civil unrest right now, and uh, so we really need to be praying. Uh, yeah, thank you, Robert, for EMS, police, the president, uh, and everything that's going on right now. So definitely be praying uh, about that. Uh, pray for my dad, uh, where he had a spider body, he hasn't been feeling well, and uh, so we pray for him, worry about him. I know he's he got some um, uh, AFib, whatever the problems he had with that before this heart, he sometimes still has some trouble with that from time to time, so I'll uh, be praying for that, and pray for me. I uh, uh, woke up not feeling real well today at all, and uh, trying to, trying to, I bet I stay sick, you know, it's just uh, par for the course for me, it's just matter how much I could do or can't do, you know, but uh, I, I've got what they call uh, Epstein-Barr from where I had mono, and I, and I think that's really what majority of it is that I'm dealing with right now, and it just, the only way I describe it is just like having a bad case of the flu. I mean, that's just no other way to describe it, and it just has to run its course, and then once it's out of my system, uh, you know, I'll do good for a few weeks, month, and then it hits again. It just way it is but uh, i guess you know uh, i was telling somebody earlier i could either be ugly and healthy or super good looking and sickly so apparently i got the uh, the latter end of good looks and uh and sickness so but anyway i'm sure y'all agree with that but um uh trying to think here gosh i wish i need to start getting the um uh, the prayer list from the church on Sunday mornings uh, so that I can have those with me to, to review back on and uh, I'll try to remember that next time. So let's go ahead and go for the Lord in prayer. Uh, dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you bless us with. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. And uh, Lord, uh, right now, uh, you, you know that our our nation is in chaos and uh, lord i just pray uh, healing upon this land and peace and i pray that you'll be with our ems our police officers and our military and and uh, uh lord that uh, the anger and the bitterness and the hatred we're seeing right now will subside and uh, lord i just pray that a special prayer for my dad you bring healing upon him and that he'll get to feeling better and lord you know i i pray over him every single day and uh every time i think about it i pray for him and just you know i worry about him constantly and uh but lord i know he's yours and that you'll take care of him and lord i pray that uh, you'll be with kim Penix and ginger hood and uh wendy lee uh, roger winters uh, mr murph and uh pray to be with ron and thelma thompson and uh uh, so many others, Lord, you know the hearts, the minds, the needs, and uh, Lord, you will be done in each and every situation. Lord, I pray that you'll lead us and guide us, stretch us in your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, uh trying to think announcement-wise, um, nothing really in particular. Of course, we'll continue to have uh, our you know, Wednesday night service at 7. Uh, may try to talk to uh, uh, old Dr. Young and see if we can... Uh, come back uh, start doing even services back at the church again don't know the biggest reason is because my stupid health that's that's one reason why i'm having to be uh continue to stay in my bubble <laughs> and do service from here so he may not uh, go for that with this starting to start, starting to peak again and rise again and uh, so it may not be the 
the best time right now to try that, but I may talk to him and see. But I'll keep you posted if we decide to go that route. And of course, you already this morning talking about Labor Day weekend. We're going to, going to possibly um, try to uh, have a car and bike show. I think that's September fifth, if I remember correctly, on the on the um, on the calendar. And we're going to call. I'm going to call it the the back to school uh, uh, end of summer car and bike show and i may do the back to school kind of like back to the future since this is the 35th anniversary of back to the future i may try to incorporate that in somehow since i am a geek a nerd and a huge fan of back to the future but uh i'm going to try to uh, ask for people to if they would be so kind as to donate uh, school supplies and backpacks because that's one goal uh, for this um, event is to help children in need who may uh, may uh, need backpacks and these kind of things and also uh, looking for uh, volunteers i know we have a lot of hairdressers in our congregation see if they'd be willing to volunteer their time uh, to give free haircuts to these kids uh, who wouldn't ordinarily be able to uh, afford it and i think it'd be a good opportunity to to use this as a as a ministry uh, not only to uh, have cars and bikes to have the yard sale thing going on and uh, may possibly some live music i need to try to talk to our in-house band to see if they'd be available but uh, uh, but incorporate these other areas as well uh, and try to have almost like a carnival-like atmosphere and so be praying about that praying for good weather and uh, and this virus will will chill out and, and see what happens but uh, I, I would I would if I was a betting man I would say the virus will, will surprisingly and mysteriously dissipate after the November election I'm no prophet I am no psychic just a strong sense that that may happen but I could be wrong so who knows but anyway let's go ahead and look at our bibles this evening at uh, hebrews chapter 10 and we're going to look at verses 19 through 25 and again i apologize for not having that slide up uh this this evening and uh, you know when you're not feeling well it's just like your mind uh doesn't work properly uh just like uh uh, you know, uh, putting on clothes backwards. I've been known to do that, and actually that happened today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been one of those days. But anyway, uh, Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 10, verse 19 says, Therefore, and when you receive therefore, you always have to ask, why is it therefore? All right, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places, by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised faithful, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. Let's go ahead and have another quick word of prayer. Our Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Uh, Lord, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you. And Lord, let's pray that you be with us in the study this evening, that you lead us and guide us and direct us in your word. Uh, Lord, let us uh, glean from this, use it uh, to apply to our spiritual growth, and Lord, to honor you in thought, word, and deed. And Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
You know, uh, when we uh, study God's Word, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are, uh, uh, there's a difference between doctrine and pragmatism. And uh, there's a lot of people out there who are, uh, uh, you know, when you, you start discussing theology, uh, some may consider it dangerous. And, and uh, you know, they, a lot of people just don't want to discuss it. They, they may find it boring. Maybe they find it mundane. Uh, uninteresting, you know, there's some people out there just don't get into it, you know, just like uh, I told some of y'all I was a history major at ETSU, and uh, well, again, there was not much I didn't major in ETSU at one point in time, but I, I've always loved history, and I've always enjoyed it, I've always liked studying it, and uh, so it's like God's Word, I enjoy studying God's Word, I love knowing the, the background information behind it, I like knowing how it applied to the original audience, how it applies today, uh, the the history, the culture, uh, you know, I, I enjoy those kind of things, it, it interests me, it fascinates me. And some people may look at that and be like, uh, you know, it just bores them to tears. And, um, you know, not everybody's the same. And uh, But when it comes to God's Word, we should be excited. We should be uh, on fire to learn and to understand those very things that it is teaching us. And um, so, you know, a lot of people want to know, well, how, you know, uh, in a pragmatist kind of viewpoint is, you know, well, how's that going to apply to my life? Or what's, what's the Bible say about marriage or uh, divorce or, you know, family or Black Lives Matters or something like that, you know, and um, uh, that's, that's what they want, you know, that's all people want to know, what, how, how can I get something out of it, how can, it, me, 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 you know, and uh, yes, we want to learn, we want to grow, we want to glean from these things, but we, there's a lot of parts in, in theology we have to, to truly learn, know, and understand as well. And, uh, and it's really, you know, is what do you want to get out of it? You know, if you go in with the attitude of this is uninteresting, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not getting anything out of this, uh, you find worship boring, whatever it may be, you know, that is between you and God. Maybe that's something you need to pray about. Maybe that's something you need to bring before God that, uh, that you uh, are finding yourself being more complacent and uh, that you're not uh, finding the enthusiasm you once had uh, in learning and understanding things of, of God. And, you know, that's one thing we're looking at here uh, in God's Word. You know, there's there's two worlds. You know, there is the world we have here and, that, and there's the eternal world. Uh, to, to those things to come that we can look forward to. But sadly, so many people get so wrapped up in the things of this world, uh, they neglect the things of, of God's Word, those things of the world to come. They're so focused on um, on materialistic things or money or whatever it may be, your jobs, whatever. Uh, you're so focused on that that you, you're losing uh, interest in what's truly important. And we need to make sure we're putting things in per into perspective. And the devil, you know, as I've said before, he is that master manipulator. He knows how to uh, uh, distract you. Uh, from the things of God, from things of the Bible. And so uh, you know, he wants to put your focus on your home or competing with the Joneses or or having a new motorcycle or, you know, something like that, you know, and uh, uh, or a new car or whatever it may be. And, uh, and you're showing, uh, you're coveting what your neighbor has and you're jealous of somebody else and somebody else got the promotion that you didn't. But you, you get what I'm saying here. That is just, um, we got to be careful uh, where we're putting our interest uh, at and to make sure that we are completely and totally focusing on the things of God's Word, focusing on the things of Jesus Christ, learning and growing and understanding those things that are truly important 
uh, not the superficial, but the eternal. And, um, uh, you know, because remember, all this stuff's going to burn up. All this stuff is not going to matter to a hill of beans. We have to be focused on what is to come. One day we're going to stand before God Almighty, and we want to make sure that we that you know we we can uh, give testimony that you know we you know God recognizes, understands that we did do our best uh, as Christians to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if all you're doing is worried about uh, everything, anything but God in in His Word, you know, so many people find so many excuses as to why they don't have to read the Bible, why they don't have to say prayer. In fact, you know, you have a lot of people out there. The only time they uh, uh, crack open a Bible is when they're sitting at church. You know, uh, that is a uh, concern. Uh, you know, maybe you've got several Bibles. And maybe, you know, there's a lot of people who leave their Bibles at church, and it, it, it's a concern. It's, you know, is this the only time they're reading their Bibles when they're at church? Or maybe this is just their their church Bible, if you will, and, they, and their study Bible is at home and they use that. That could be the case as well. But uh, it, uh, it does uh, make a worry to wonder if is this truly... Uh, you know, are they neglecting that time with the Lord? And sometimes the only time anybody ever prays is when they see those uh, those 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 lights in the rearview mirror, and uh, or when tragedy happens. That's the only time people pray. And you know, we've got to have that communication with God daily. We have to pray daily uh, about the things of God. Sorry, I thought I thought it was a bug on my on my leg, and it was a cord hit me. It kind of freaked me out for a second because I'm I'm severely afraid of spiders and, and I couldn't tell what that was on my leg just now and uh thank god it was just a cord that was rubbing against my my furry leg so all right so shoo danger uh, diverted all right so uh okay uh so let's go ahead and look here at god's word and um and, and re remember too you know what you believe will have a direct effect on how you behave and, you know, in, in regards to behavior, I mean, you see the behavior of what's going on in our world right now, that hatred, that bitterness. You know, you see these so many people with the spirit of non-belief, uh, these, uh, these know-nothings, uh, these people who want to uh, disregard Christ and put down Christianity. And you know what? If you don't have a belief system, look how your behavior is going to reflect in that belief system. And I think we're seeing that <laughs> completely totally completely you know totally utterly and completely and uh you know for those who are saved you know we want to have that christ-like attitude so we need to be careful about that and make sure that we're we're always doing that but we're, we're going to dive into that here just a little more here in just a minute but uh um let's see here verse one says uh, therefore oh, it's the first one <laughs> Verse 19 of Hebrews chapter 10, if you're just now tuning in. But uh, verse 19, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. Now, uh, when we uh, uh, see this, um, uh, talk about this here, sorry, I'm trying to think and read at the same time. That's why I don't mean to stumble around a little bit. Uh, so therefore, we have since we have confidence holy places by the blood of Jesus. Now, obviously, uh, there was that sprinkling of blood. There was that veil, uh, if you will, um, the the literal veil uh, that uh, the curtain uh, that uh, you know you couldn't go past uh, because that would hold God's presence. You know that's what separated man from God was that veil. And Jesus Christ uh, was really the the living veil. 
between us and God uh, because uh, when the, the, the veil was torn from top to bottom, uh, that uh, no longer did that separate us between us and God. When Christ's flesh was torn, that, uh, that, uh, that veil was torn uh, to bridge that gap between us and God because obviously sin separated us and that allowed us to have that ability uh, to have that communication with us and God. No more do you have to go through priests. No more do you have to do these things. You know, we had that we talked about this before about that line of Melchizedek and, and, uh, uh, and how this was beyond the lineage of the Levites that, this, that Jesus Christ uh, was our true and only high priest and that he allows us to communicate. He is, he is the only directly to God, but to also to uh, uh, to be that mediator between us and, and God as well. So, and we see here also that when we talk about we have this confidence in the holy place of the blood, uh, and, um, and not only we see that Jesus, Jesus is the high priest uh, over God's house, but, um, uh, but you know, we, we have this, um, um, I'm trying to think here just a second here, um, you know, we're talking about where Christ uh, trying to um, be that mediator between us and God. And um, uh, we are representatives of Jesus Christ. And uh, look at it this way, okay? Um, um, let's see here. Think of it as, um, okay, um, say you're in England and uh, you're trying to find Buckingham Palace. You might run into somebody who can point you to the direction of Buckingham Palace, but they have the inability to get you directly to the queen. See, not only does Jesus Christ, see the, the priest, you know, all these things were pointing the way to Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ was gave us the ability, which he also was pointing us away to God as well. But uh, but Jesus Christ was able to get us into the presence of God. All right, does that make sense? That we, you know, that uh, he was able to to have that uh, uh, give us the ability to become into the presence of God. So that's what's hopefully that will uh, give some um, uh, perspective uh, on that as well. Uh, let's see here, uh, verse 20, by the new and living way, you know, you kind of, you know, when you see that, um, uh, way, you know, you always think of, I always think of the way, the truth and life in John 14, six, uh, the way, the new and the living, the, um, uh, uh the, the slain, um, uh, what he had opened for us through the curtain, through, uh, through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, uh, which what we're just now talking about is that uh, that curtain that was torn down uh, his, uh, in regards to his flesh was uh, like that, uh, the reality of that curtain within the, within the tabernacle. And um, let's see here, I'm trying to think here, something else I was wanting to hit on here. Um, let's see here, sorry, I'm trying to think here. Um, well, let's see here. See, by the new living, open through the curtain, through his, through his flesh, since we have great peace of God. Um, oh, I know what it was. I, I was looking in that verse, but it's actually verse 22, uh, is where I was kind of leaning towards a little bit there. Uh, it said that, uh, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So Jesus Christ is the only one who can truly cleanse us and purify us uh, in order to make us perfect uh, and to uh, in order to get into the presence of God. Uh, you know, before, remember, everything was external. 
that uh, the priest performed. You know, everything was, you know, they had to physically wash, the physical sprinkling of blood. Everything was external. Uh, but when it comes to Jesus Christ, everything was, uh, obviously Jesus Christ was to absolutely cleanse us internally uh, from all those, uh, all those sins. And, you know, and it too, you know, you may not be able to look at it um, uh, in, a, in a sense, uh, in, a, in a form of baptism. Remember, again, baptism uh, does not save you. Uh, as long as you've accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, then you're saved. Uh, baptism is just a, a representation of the washing away of the old sins and raising up in the newness of Christ. It is an our profession, uh, demonstrating and understanding that you have made that profession of faith. You know, I mean, you know, it's kind of symbolic into the sense that, um, uh, like when my wife and I, when we got married, you know, on our free get that day right before I went out my dad looked down at me and he said make this work and I was like okay you know so <laughs> it is uh but you know uh when we go for a recite our vows and uh we are given our given our wedding ring <laughs> it is uh uh you know when you remember that vow uh, that you have taken uh to that individual so if say if I was out of town somewhere or you know maybe when I was going back and forth to Indiana and some Woman tried to seduce me, which, you know, uh, as good looking as I am, it's hard to believe that something I more don't, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, but you looked at that, that ring and you remember those vows you took, that pledge you gave uh, and that commitment you gave that I gave to my wife uh, and knowing that, hey, you know what, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, no thanks and uh, you go on. And uh, actually, I've actually had that happen to me <laughs> a couple, not out of town, but uh, before I went in the ministry, I, I remember I uh, had uh, a woman in particular who kept making advances toward me, and I said, hey, listen, I'm I'm a Christian, I love the Lord, and uh, I love my wife, I'm a happily married man, and I'm sorry that, uh, you know, if you're you're seeking more, then that, that just can't happen. And boy, I tell you what, she... It's like somebody turned the heat off in that job side. I tell you what, she was nasty after that. But hey, you know, I uh, uh, I couldn't obviously go along with something like it and being a married man. But so when we uh, we need to take our vow uh, to Jesus Christ seriously, we need to take uh, our commitment to Christ more seriously. And when we do baptism, we're doing that that outward showing of that inward change. We're demonstrating our commitment to Jesus Christ. And we need to make sure that we honor that. We honor that vow. We honor that pledge. When you say that prayer of salvation, you know, it's not a magic uh, uh, gathering of words and uh it, it, it you know it is uh what we're that vow that commitment we're giving to jesus christ we're giving all of ourselves to him that we're confessing our sins to him that it's not just a mere matter of hey i'm getting my ticket punched i'm in heaven no it goes beyond the scope of that and the fact that we want to please the heavenly father that we want to please god almighty we want to serve him we want to be his slaves you know we talked about this the other night that there's people out there that you know that are very uh touchy uh this this controversial uh topic of slavery and uh but we want to be sold out to jesus christ we want to be his servant we want to be his slave and to give our all to him and i think sometimes people lose that um uh, that under that that understanding uh that zeal if you will uh, uh for the things of jesus christ you know and when it comes to the things of the church it only do people you know uh, 
I think sometimes I've even talked to people said, you know, I don't feel as on fire as I once did. I don't feel as excited as I once did. And um, I try to tell people, go back and think about uh, what originally uh, got you excited about God. What originally got you excited about Jesus Christ? Are you spending time in the Word? You know, a lot of times when people are starting to wane and, and losing their interest, a lot of times they quit reading their Bibles. And that way, if, you're, uh, if your relationship with somebody all right, and you and you and you're not talking or conversing or or trying to work on that relationship with that individual. Well, that relationship isn't going to last very long. Well, same thing with God. If you are not spending that proper time in the Word and in prayer, you know that's going to directly affect uh, your relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, when it comes to the church, you know, within the last uh, few years, uh, there's been a a, a very uh, I don't know how you what do you call it a uh, uh, say the pendulum has uh, really uh, swung uh, in a bad direction to the point that a lot of churches have had to close down. Uh, a lot of churches have quit having Sunday night and Wednesday night services. Uh, uh, people just don't seem to be excited about the things of God anymore. They don't seem to be excited about the things uh, of, of church anymore. And uh, they're, they're too occupied with other things. Some people don't go to church anymore uh, out of fear because they, they know if they go to church, uh, they're going to be mocked, they're going to be made fun of, whether it's on social media, whether it's at the workplace, maybe even at home. Maybe your, your uh, significant other uh, is not saved. Maybe they give you a hard time so you, you don't go out of fear. There's, some, there's, there's the, the cynics out there who uh, uh, don't um, uh, want to put down everything and anything in regards to Christianity and, and they think they're uh, so smart trying to tear everything down and you know you got to remember that, that and even those very people uh, you know that think they're so smart uh, think they're smarter than God even the smartest person is a fool in, in the eyes of God and so you know it, it's amazing me the the pseudo intellectuals out there if you take Google away from them I don't know what they would do you know they they wouldn't know how to function they wouldn't know how to act because if they didn't have that you know I don't care what you're you know I've been in so many debates on social media you you just I'd, I'd probably be a multi-millionaire if, if I had a dollar for every debate and argument I've had on social media. And uh, I don't care how much facts you have. I don't care how much you know. No matter what position you take, either for God's word, against God's word, uh, for Black Lives Matter, against Black Lives Matter, I don't care what the topic is. You can find a Google link to support or or uh, go against uh, something you don't like. I, it's, I mean, it, it is very easy uh, to find. So, you know, don't spend time. I've had to learn it the hard way. Don't spend time wasting, you know, wasting your, your hours uh, of trying to, to debate and argue with these lunatics uh, on social media. I like this thing I said to my dad the other day. He said, you know, the guy that you're, or the woman that you're arguing with on Facebook, remember the kid that used to eat paste? That's probably who you're arguing with, you know? So so the kid that ate paste in your kindergarten class is probably the one you're arguing with on Facebook right now. Don't waste your time. You know, we, you know, I, I wrote that, I wrote a book on virtual missionaries because I seen from the beginning, when Facebook first started, I saw immediately uh, an ability to minister like there before. Now, I'm not taking away from physical missionaries uh, by no stretch of the imagination. I, I, I feel like that's still just as strong a need as ever, if not more so. And sadly, probably right here in our own country, they're needed. 
but um, uh, but I, I saw the virtual uh, mission field right there at our fingertips to be able to witness you. I think it, uh, Facebook uh, deals with billions of people. And so, you know, all we can do, all right, is make your point. Tell them what you what the Lord, you feel like you need to do to give that strong defense and get out. And then when they come back and they're bashing you, mocking you, trying to say, trying to be trolls and, and do things that you, they're just trying to press your buttons. They're saying stuff you know, they, they know it's wrong, but they're just doing it to get a rise out of you. Just let it go. Just, you know what, you made your point and go on. You know, and that's on them. In fact, by not responding, probably makes them more angry than if you do, because then you're giving them a platform when you uh, engage with them. Now, a very, I've really tried to limit myself that unless it's something funny or encouraging, then uh, I try not to post anything on Facebook. You know, I, I used to be really bad about putting controversial stuff on there, and so I've been trying to, uh, but it was affected by ministry. So I just, I try hard to do that. There are times when something is so uh, is put out there, I, I, if I feel led to respond, I will, only because if there's a way people can word things that if someone else doesn't know any better, they think, oh, well, that's, I never thought about it that way. And then it may, may pull, draw them off the wrong path, to the wrong path then I, that's when I felt obligated as a pastor to say something because, um, uh, you know, there would be a detriment to this individual spiritually if they started to, to listen uh, to this lunatic uh, and the fallacies they're putting out there. So that's why I've, there are very few times uh, that I do, but when I do, I only do it to course correct uh, an erroneous thought, uh, even though I know the other person is going to come back with something. I, and times out of, this, here's the bad part. I have done it for so long that nine times out of ten, I can tell you what they're going to say before they even say it. It's almost as if every anti-Christian, every liberal has a playbook and they all parrot the same thing. It is the, it is, it is weird. It is, it is absolutely beyond weird because I, mean, I can i can say you ask my wife there'll be the person may say something i say if i say this they're going to say this and it was well, she's like how did you do that because i said i've done it for so long i know exactly what they're going to do and you know because nine times out of ten they don't have any real facts all right they're just parroting what they've heard so that's why you have red herring arguments that's why you have straw man that's why circular reasoning i i you know you can spot it a mile away so that's why i just got the point i was going to put this out there and then it's going to be what it's going to be and uh, i've spent enough time in facebook jail that i am a facebook felon so <laughs> but anyway uh let's go ahead and move uh move forward here i didn't mean to even go off on that tangent there a little bit now um Let's see here. Uh, let us draw near uh, with a true heart in full assurance with faith, uh, with our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure waters. We just read. Now, look at this here. Let us. You know, if you look here how Paul is putting this, uh, he wasn't, you know, talking to just them, but um, he, he's including himself in this. Let us. All right. Let us draw near. You know, we all, we need to draw uh, closer uh, to God in worship, uh, and in prayer. And, you know, and that's one thing I, I was hitting on here, uh, recently, uh, in regards to worship, uh, you know, it, there is true, uh, physical, uh, 
worship as far as uh, singing praise worship in, in church. Uh, that's good. We need to make sure we're doing that. I know if you're like me, you don't like to sing because uh, you, you don't have a good voice. Uh, and it kills me, you know, when I, when I hear, you know, my grandfather and my grandmother and my dad and his sisters, they could all sing. And, and I love music so much and I want to sing so badly. But, you know, I, I try to sing uh, in my heart. Uh, because I'm trying to give that praise to God, and um, and I'm kind of getting, I'm trying to get myself braver, and <laughs> and and singing. In the fact, I know I'm bad. I know I'm terrible. And uh, but I'm singing to God. I'm not doing it for everybody else. It ain't America's Got Talent, you know. And the reason why I say that is because I see so many people, uh, and they're standing there, and they're like me. They're 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 just silence. And uh, man, I, I and I I think that. If, if I can get past my comfort zone, I'm hoping that'll encourage you to get past yours. And so uh, that's that's something I've been trying to work on. But we need to work on that uh, that that worship, uh, that uh, the ability to uh, to really give God our all, whether it's it's there in, in praise, uh, whether uh, in worship, uh, whether we're, we're spending uh, worship time at home, whatever it may be, we need to do that. And um, uh, let's see here. Uh, um, I think here, there's something here I was wanting to hit on. Um, well, I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, it doesn't matter if it was important. The Lord would have uh, reminded me and it would all have been good. So, but, uh, so anyway, let's make sure we're drawing near to God. Let's make sure we're drawing close to God. We never stop growing, never stop learning. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, we need to all, always be in a constant state of spiritual growth there, okay? Uh, let's see here. Uh, let us, again, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So let us, again, we see that again, let us hold fast, uh, let us seek, uh, let us um, uh, uh, make such a beaten path uh, to the church, uh, the, you know, the we're beating path to God. Uh, there's a word, uh, my mind's went blank, uh, as to what that is, trodden, I think it is, but, uh, where you've, you've made such a, the, the path is, is formed. You know, you see where cattle or have washed, you see they've got the worn paths or, or like my dogs, uh, I got, uh, well, my one great Pyrenees died here recently and it, it killed me, but my other Pyrenees, but they've made certain paths in the yard. And I've noticed when cars go by or they're just, they only stay in those paths. Either it's the perimeter of the fence or there's one right in the middle. They always just kind of stay in, in their little, little set paths. Well, we need to make sure that we, we are uh, making that straight path to God constantly. We, that we're constantly seeking the Lord out so much we've, we've worn out a path uh, trying to get uh, to God. And um, let's see here. Um, yeah, hold on, I can't remember if it's the verse I was wanting to, um, no, if that was the one I was wanting to hit on just yet or not. Um, all right, so let's hold fast for our hope without wavering, all right? So let's make sure that, um, you know, like I said, there's those out there, uh, those cynics, those uh, people who want to tear us down, those people who want to uh, to try to uh, make fun of us in our relationship with God. In fact, um, that's one thing I was looking at just now. Uh, look at Second Peter chapter 3, uh, verses 3 through 15. Hold on here. I'm just looking at that. I took my finger off of it. Second Peter chapter 3, uh, verses 3 through 15. Hold on here. 
I have, I got a second Peter. Uh, it says, knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and through water of the word of God, and that by means of the, these the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished for the same word the heavens and the earth that now exist are stored up for fire being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly but do not overlook this one fact beloved that with the lord is a day as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day so you know people will say this you know at, at uh, towards the end of, you know what we're seeing now oh you keep saying christ's going to come back you keep saying he's going to uh, you know and they want to make fun of you and they want to tear you down and and you know they may they say vile things in regards to jesus christ that they uh misinterpret you know they, they deliberately call jesus by alternate names and um uh and, and so they they you know they uh, make you angry. I mean, and that's what they want to do. But hey, in the last days, what does it say? They're going to be giving a marriage and they'll be having babies and they'll be doing these things. And guess what? That's when Jesus Christ is going to return. When they least expect, that's what's going to happen. And in God's time, is not our time. And just like we was reading here, a thousand years is a day and a day is a thousand years. So, you know, you look at it in God's time, you know, 2,000 years, it's only been two days since Jesus Christ went home. You know, so it is uh, uh, time uh, is is relative. You know, it 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 is irrelevant to God. Uh, so uh, even though it may be a long time passing for us, it hasn't been that long for Him. Uh, let's see here, uh, verse nine. The Lord is, is is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be ought to be in li lives of holiness and godliness? Can't read tonight. Waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn, but according to his promise are waiting new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So don't forget that you know we're just passing through uh, this earth to get to the earth to come. Now, um, let's see here. There was another one. I think it was First Thessalonians 2, 4. I just wanted to look at real quick. Um, let's see here. Um... Yeah, First uh, Thessalonians 2, 4, uh, let's see here. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. And I think that's another problem we have here on, on this worth, on this worth, uh, this earth. I don't know what's the matter with me today. <laughs> so it's that uh, we, we need to worry about pleasing God and not man. You know, that goes back to so many Christians, so many churches, so many pastors. They're too worried about pleasing man instead of pleasing God. And it's just insanity. I don't get that. 
and uh, I had someone email me here uh, not too long ago and said, you, you don't talk like a preacher, and you don't act like a preacher, and you put things on there I don't have never seen another preacher do. And I was like, well, you know, I guess that could be good, and I guess that could be bad. I don't know. You know, I, I've always just tried to... Uh, do what the Lord leads me to do. Uh, I can't say that every post I put on social media is the right one to put. I, like I say, I try to put things on there to encourage you spiritually. I try to put things on there to make people laugh. And my sense of humor is uh, not like most people's, and, and I am weird. So uh, maybe some things I put on there don't uh, uh, make sense. Or And I know in regards to what's going on in our country, I have put some political posts on there, uh, things that I agree with and that uh, goes against the very things that I, I don't like what's going on out there. So maybe those are things. But, you know, that's one thing my dad and I both, you know, we're not worried about uh, – your feelings, what we're worried about is, uh, you know, where you're at with Jesus Christ. And even though we, you may not always agree with everything we say or do, and uh, uh, that's fine. You know, that's, you know, not everybody's always going to agree on everything. But what we need to agree on is uh, where you're at with Jesus Christ. Have you given your life to God? And if you haven't, then that's where the problem is. And uh, so uh, we need to make sure that we're trying to please God and not trying to please man. And uh, that, and I think so many people out there, they're, they're too worried uh, about uh, getting accolades from people of the world and not worried enough trying to please God. And who gives a rodent's backside what other people think? Uh, that's one thing I've told my kids. You be you. All right. Who cares what everybody else is doing? Who cares what everybody else is saying? Who cares how everybody else is dressing? You be you. You're unique. You be the person God's called you to be, and that's all that matters. And uh, that's one thing. Way one way my dad has always tried to raise me uh, as well. So, but remember, we're always representing Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I um, I was reading a uh, a story. Uh, was it? Um, Clara Barton, uh, the Crimean War, Crimean War, Crimean, Crimean War, Crimean, yeah. Anyway, Crimean, <laughs> however you say it. You say tomato, I say tomato. But anyway, uh, uh, she um, uh, obviously was trying to help uh, these different individuals who were hurt and suffering. And uh, uh, the, one of the soldiers looked up at her and said, uh, I see Jesus in you. And, um, you know, that's one thing you know, my dad told me, you know, when you go to the hospital to, uh, to pray with people, it's not so much you that they see, they see Jesus Christ in you. And that's one thing we need to make sure that we're doing, that we're always being a representative, always being an ambassador for Jesus Christ. That people know you're saved by your actions, by your words, by your thought, and how you react to situations. And sometimes it's not you you see, they see, but Jesus Christ in you. So let's always make sure we're aware of that and and how we're acting and reacting to situations. And I'm not perfect. I go sit there and act like I, I know it all and, and I've reached uh, uh, a level of maturity that uh, where I need to be. But uh, quite frankly, it's uh, there's things I still have to uh, uh, to work on constantly. And uh, in fact, my own father called me a drama queen here late recently and uh, that really made me feel good. So. <laughs> But anyway, uh, again, he's a mean, mean little man. Uh, verse 24, and uh, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. You know, we need to make sure that we are encouragers. You know, let's make sure that we're encouraging people by example. You know, let's make sure that we're encouraging them, uh, you know, by our demeanor and how we treat others. You know, I think right now that of all things uh, should be evident 
is in a world that is in chaos and almost uh, on the verge of anarchy uh, and hatred and bitterness, uh, I think that we should be showing encouragement uh, just in our day-to-day activities and uh, and how we, uh, you know, open the, something as simple as opening the door for somebody, seeing a, an elderly person uh, who might need a little extra help at the grocery store or uh, carrying something or whatever it may be, uh, that we're demonstrating a, an attitude uh, of Christ Jesus. And, uh, and, you know, nobody cares about the color. You know, I, I get so tired of this uh, division from from media uh, is that uh, you know trying to to push this racial divide, and you know what we just look on the heart. You know I don't know about you all, but I you know I don't know any racist people. If they are, then they keep it well hid, and uh, so you know let's just treat everybody how we want to be treated. The golden rule, you know, let's just treat each other how we ourselves would want to be treated. And I think if we could do that, man, that'd be great things. But we need to also encourage one another spiritually, spur each other on. Um, You know, if you haven't seen anybody at church in a while, you know, it is easy. And I think in our our particular area, uh, we can be very clannish. I mean, it it is, uh, uh, you know, I see it. Uh, and uh, not so much in our church. I feel like our church is pretty open, pretty loving. Now, I've had people say, well, uh, I went to your church and nobody spoke to me and nobody talked to me. And, and you know, I always want to ask, well, what? how much effort did you make? I mean, did you slip in after church started and sat in the back and slipped out as soon as the invitation was called? And then that way you can say, nobody talked to you. When did they have an opportunity? You know, and uh, so, uh, you know, but a lot of people can be clannish. A lot of people can be, um, you know, uh, they segregate uh, themselves to friends. It's almost kind of like, makes you think of high school in a certain sense. You know, you got to park kids sit at this table you've got the nerdy kids that sit at this table you've got the uh, uh, the black shirt wearing uh, long-haired hippie sitting at the other table <laughs> you know you kind of people kind of generally gravitate uh, to people who are kind of most like them but let's make sure that uh, you know we are aware of that and uh, yes it's fun to see your your friends and family things when you get to church uh, your church family you're excited uh, you know you hadn't seen each other all week and you're looking forward to, to talking hanging out but be aware uh, of who's around you and uh, uh, and if you if you if the face doesn't look familiar go up and talk to them I have personally quit asking people have this is this the first time you've ever been here because I've had too many people say, well, I've been coming for 20 years, so I don't do that no more. <laughs> I just say, how you doing? Glad you're here. <laughs> you know? But let's encourage each other also, uh, you know, particularly uh, in this in this weird uh, time that we're in and the fact that, you know, we're not, a lot of people are going to church as regular as they used to because, one, either they're afraid because of this whole virus situation or uh, church times are a little different now or a lot of churches are, I've even read where because of the virus, a lot of churches are shutting back down again. And so let's make sure we're communicating with each other. You know, right? you can see people's posts. It looks like they're having a rough time. Be sure to get out there and encourage them. Talk to them. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be fed, but remember, we are called to engage and talk to other people about the things of Jesus Christ as well. So uh, make sure that you are in being that encourager. You know, like Barnabas, he he was an encourager. That's what I like to do. I think you know, um, it, it, I, sometimes I don't feel like I have a lot of gifts, <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, what gifts God has given me, I praise Him for. And and I think that's one area that uh, that God has given me a gift in is to be an encourager. And I enjoy it. I like it. You know, I, I hate to see anybody down. I hate to see anybody upset. 
But uh, I, uh, as a pastor, I like to encourage you uh, in your spiritual walk and journey. And, uh, and I like to encourage, you know, when people are down, I, like I've had some uh, several uh, messages uh, this week where people are battling depression and, and really having a tough time, uh, whether it be surgeries or uh, just in general, uh, you know, with what's going on in our country right now. And I've been trying to offer them scripture. I've been trying to build them up. You know, it's wonderful. I read our opening scripture uh, this evening is to encourage you. Don't be afraid. You know, if God is for us, who can be against us? What can man do to me? You know, I, I enjoy those things uh, because I know what it's like to live in depression. I know what it's like to feel down. I know what it's like to 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 be in that, that dark area and it's hard to get back out of. And uh, the Lord has pulled me out of that area. And so I want to encourage others around me uh, to, 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 uh, to be on fire for Jesus Christ and not to allow these things of the world to bring you down, but to focus on God. And so that's what we need to do, to encourage one another, to, spur, to exhort uh, one another with all long suffering. So let's make sure that we are, we are doing those very things. Uh, verse 25, uh, well, and also, uh, it says, stir up one another to love and good works. And, and remember, because of our love for Jesus Christ, it will produce good works. Remember, uh, works will not get you into heaven. I don't care how much you do, it's not going to get you into heaven. Only except understand Jesus Christ, your personal Lord, Savior. So let's make sure that we, uh, uh, we understand that uh, uh, fully and completely in regards to that. Now, um, let's see here. Uh, verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more till you see the day drawing near. All right. So obviously the writer here, when you see the day drawing near, he's talking about the second coming. You know, uh, well, let's make sure we understand the difference between the rapture and the second coming. You know, I've, I've went over this several times before, so let's make sure we understand the rapture will come, and that's what he's going to, Jesus Christ is going to bring uh, and, and get the church. And then the second coming will be, uh, that's when that's when he'll be coming in an act of war against unbelievers. So make sure we understand the distinguishing between the two. Now, uh, let's look over here at uh, Matthew 24, 12, just real quick here. Matthew 24, 12. It says, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. So, again, going back to that, you know, because we know that Christ, you know, he can rapture us out any moment, any second, at any time, all right? Because, just as we're seeing here, the love of many will grow cold because of lawlessness, because of what's going on. Let's make sure that we're not growing cold, that we're staying on fire, that we're staying excited, that we're staying on, you know, uh, uh, that's the word I'm looking for, that we're anticipating uh, uh, the return of Jesus Christ. You know, that we're, we're looking forward to that. So let's not grow cold spiritually. Let's make sure that we are, are on fire and excited for the things of Christ. And so if you see another brother or sister out there and it seems like they're, they're growing cold, let's try to stoke those flames, stoke those fires, and get them all excited again. Let's go over here to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Hold on here. Ephesians 5, 16. Let's see. Um, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith 
with which you can extinguish all the flames of darts of the evil one. So don't forget to always make sure to put on that full armor of God and that we're able to, because the devil's going to try to bring us down. He's going to try to tear us down. He wants us to grow cold. He wants to cause division between us and God at any chance. So we have to make sure we got that, that shield of faith uh, at, at, at any given moment when he can attack. And um, let's see here. Uh, and so we're seeing here that, that God has made his promises to his people, and uh, and he's going to fulfill those promises. And um, uh, I was trying to see here, there's another verse I was going to read, but I might save that for another time. But anyway, um, we should be, you know, in recap, uh, you know, praise God that that, that veil is, has been removed. We have direct access to God. Uh, that uh, because of that, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, is the one, the one and only high priest, the one of Melchizedek, you know, uh, no, you know, not a part of the, that tribe of Levi, uh, but uh, in that we are uh, anticipating Christ's return. We're being encouragers. Uh, we're representing Jesus Christ. Uh, we uh, are, are, are reflective in our thoughts and our words and our actions. Uh, that we're, you know, all these things. You know, we need to make sure that uh, uh, that we are always uh, exemplifying the things of Jesus Christ. We're not perfect. We're, you know, none of us are perfect. No, we're, we're all going to mess up. We're all sin filled. But then make sure that uh, you're not growing cold and you're allowing those in the world uh, to uh, detract and deter and to uh, uh, to pull you away from what is important. The things of this world in general. Uh, that you're not focusing on it, but you're focusing on the eternal. Uh, that you are um, uh, encouraging not only an attitude, indeed, but in, uh, in towards one another. Uh, that you're uh, trying to encourage those around you. We have a job. We have a duty. It is more than just accepting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. It's more than just going to church. And that's one thing this is talking about, too, is that we need to be around other believers. See, that's, that's one of the main focal points here that we're seeing is that in the encouragement is not to... Uh, 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 to, to slack in your church attendance. And um, right now it's difficult because with all this thing going on with this virus situation, we're not able to meet like we always do. But when we do, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, like today, you know, it seems like there's a lot of people out, but, you know, it's 4th of July weekend. A lot of people are traveling and meeting with family. So it's understandable. But it's, uh, let's not neglect that. Let's not neglect that assembling of ourselves together with like-minded believers. We need to be together, and we need to worship together, and we need to, we need to, to and by doing so, we will encourage each other and spur each other along. So if the world will mock us, they will hate us, they will try to tear us down. That's to be expected, and Jesus told us as much. They will hate you because they hated me first. Jesus told us that. So let's make sure that uh, we don't listen to the idiots of the world. Remember, even the smartest one out there is a fool in God's eyes. So let's make sure that we're staying the course, we're keeping Christ first, and we are on fire, and we are excited for the things of Jesus Christ. Let's not be complacent. Let's not be apathetic. Let's not, let's not let our blood run cold. Let us stay on fire for the things of God and encourage those around us. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you bless us with. Lord, help us each and every day to exemplify uh, your attributes uh, in every area and every uh, nuance of our lives. Uh, Lord, let us always demonstrate your love and uh, encouragement and, uh, and, and help those around us. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us when we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this evening, and I hope you all have a blessed and wonderful uh, week. And Lord willing, we'll meet again this coming Wednesday online here at 7 o'clock. So thanks for watching, and God bless.